0: I used to say that like when people ask like what was the secret to, to trying to write books and have small kids and I would say bagged salads. Like, yeah. <laughs> you gotta buy yourself some bagged salads and call it. A, throw some rotisserie chicken on that and you're welcome family. <laughs>
1: My name is Kelly Heil, and I'm here to show you that it's totally possible to do what you love while raising the ones you love. It took me far too long to figure out how to balance my new role of mom while overcoming mom guilt and still living my best creative life. Motherhood does not mean we have to throw who we used to be aside and stop making art or writing books. That's why I created this podcast. I want to inspire you to live intentionally. Whether you're a mom who gets up at 5 a.m. or a night owl who has another cup of coffee at midnight, we can do this. And I'm spotlighting women who are doing this. Grab a coffee, grab a notebook, get ready to change your life. This is the Moms Who Create podcast. Hi everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Moms Who Create podcast. So for our book club in January, we read The Sunshine Girls by Molly Fader. I immediately fell in love with her writing style. I wanted to know more about her and just jumped at the opportunity to interview her here for the podcast. Molly Fader is also the author of The McAvoy Sisters Book of Secrets. As Molly O'Keefe, she is the USA Today best-selling author of over 50 contemporary romances. She lives in Toronto, Ontario with her husband, two kids, and a rescue dog. She was so kind to join me today and have a discussion about her writing life and how she found that balance as a mother. Because yeah, you heard me. She has written over 50 books. Molly is wonderful. And I really, really enjoyed talking to her today. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Thank you for being here, first of all. I'm so excited to talk to you. You have written more than 50 books, right? That's yeah. And on top of all that, you're a mom. So besides that, go ahead and just introduce yourself to everybody.
0: So I am Molly Fader, and under the name Molly Fader, I've written three um, sort of women's fiction family saga books, but under the name Molly O'Keefe and M O'Keefe, I've written like 50 romances. Wow! So like the very um, you know sneaky M O'Keefe is like my dirty alter ego. And yeah, I have two kids who are now teenagers and in high school, but um, one of the things I really like about the premise of your podcast, and and I'm so excited to talk to you, is that my career really started to take off when they were little. And like I attribute a lot of that early success to the fact that I had kids at that time, and I also attribute a lot of like my early frustrations (laughs) to the fact that I had kids at that time. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all in on the premise of this, uh, of this podcast for sure. And I'm yeah. delighted to be here, Kelly. Thank you. And thank you for picking the sunshine girls as one of your books for your book club. I really, I'm so grateful.
1: So it's a book that takes place basically in the sixties and now, right? 2019 was it or something? Yeah. I love that. Cause I like retro things. So it felt like that, even the cover it's like retro, but modern at the same time. That's and, exactly
0: what I love about it too. Yeah. Like it's a bit winky towards like the sixties and stuff, but it's got a really modern aesthetic to love it, it.
1: Does So the book, I don't want to give anything away. If, you know, people listening haven't read it and they want to read it. It's these two girls that are sisters and this famous actress, she shows up at their mom's funeral and they're like, what is she doing here? And And then they go on this like discovery of their mom's past life, basically that she just didn't tell them about. It's real. I mean, there's these ups and downs, and you'll laugh. And I was like crying. There were very specific points where I just started like bawling. Of course, my husband's just looking over at me, and he's used to me reading books and crying. And he's like, sorry. Like, sorry <laughs> what happened in the book. <laughs> and he moves on. It's just beautiful. It's just all around beautiful. I love the storyline and, and the ending. And the author's note mentions that it was inspired by your mom. So yeah. that's very cool. Yeah. So the
0: the opening scene where the two sisters are at their mom's funeral and in walks Kitty Devereaux, this like beauty stage and screen icon, that scene weirdly came to me in a dream. Like I woke Mm -hmm. up and, and, you know, you know how you wake up from a really vivid dream and then you start sort of like quickly trying to piece it together, Mm -hmm. whatever this, this scene sort of happened in my head. And then after that, I was like, well, how would this like Hollywood icon and this small town nurse, how would they have met? And you kind of work back the years and, you know, start to figure things out. And my mom, who was a nurse and went to nursing school in the 1960s, um, you know, often talked about how different she and her, you know, nursing school roommate were. And, and we've all like anybody who's gone away to university, that roommate that you're kind of stuck with the first time you have no idea who you're walking into. And so like, so from this vision of this dream that I had, I started to really being able to put together stories that my mom had told me over the years from nursing school. And it was cool. It was, you know, it was, and particularly like I wrote this book in the pandemic and we're thinking, you know, we're just constantly thinking about nursing and frontline line healthcare staff and th- th- how hard the job is and how thankless the job is. So it just was really on my mind. So it ended up being a perfect, weird, you know, puzzle piece clicking those two together. So what
1: did your mom think about the book when she read it?
0: Uh, it's funny. She's read a, read the book many times over the course of it being published. So, you know, anybody like, you know, this book was written in 2019, like the first draft of it. So it takes a long time. So I'd asked her a lot of oh. questions. Um, I'd recorded some of her stories, Uh, so you know, she was she definitely knew what was going on, and she would she'd read it and she'd go, and like, high praise for my mom is like, it's just such a cute story. It's such, such a good story. I was like, oh, cute, is it really what I'm going for <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and then, um and then she read the final copy with the with the um author's note, and anybody who has a nurse in their life, they're pretty practical, like not mm-hmm. not quick to tears, and she was very moved by the by the note, the author note. So yes, she's read it. She highly approved of it. She is fielding a lot of questions when people she knows heard that it's based on her life. She gets a lot of questions.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I bet She's like, so I'm going to Google you later and find these old pictures. (laughs) No, not that part. Not that part. (laughs) Let's kind of jump back. First of all, let's jump back to the beginning. What inspired you to become a writer?
0: I really always wanted to be a writer. And like when I was 11 years old, somebody gave me a copy of Emily of new moon by L.M. Montgomery, which if you've read Anne of green Gables, it's like Mm -hmm. the less popular, but better series. Um, and then I was like "And Emily of new moon is a writer. And I was like, Oh, that's a, that's like a job you can have. And after that, I was like, I will be a writer. So I wrote, you know, stories the way kids do, you know? And then, um, I went to college to be like a speech writer. And did some magazine journalism and things like that. And and always in the back of my head was like, I'm going to write. And then I got a hold of romance novels. And I was like, I'm going to write romance novels. And I my I met my husband who's Canadian. And um, I moved up here, up to Canada. I'm from the States. I moved up to Canada where Harlequin is Publishers is located. And I ended up taking a class from a teacher. And just she put me kind of on the right path. But... I moved back to the States and then we had immigration and, you know, all this stuff that was kind of going on. So my career really started to take off. I I sold a book when we got married, like the same year we got married. So I was able to kind of write. And then I was working like at an advertising agency and stuff like that. And uh, when I had my son, things started to really change. So I had more time and weirdly less time. Um, I was offered a bigger contract. Um, I just had... these opportunities happening at the same time. So I've always wanted to be a writer and the real opportunity came when my, when my kids were young.
1: Did you have to find a rhythm? Like, did you find some sort of schedule or rhythm or way to kind of balance it all yourself?
0: You know, some of the things that I've done and I'm sure that other moms who you've had on the podcast have said the same is that I figured out when I was able to get the most work done. And Mm -hmm. at the beginning, that was, you know, my son would wake up at 530 in the morning, like Mm -hmm. ready to go. And I would take him outside and we would run around. We'd go to these parks and he would want to take a nap at like 11 and he'd sleep for three hours. And so I was like, I would write for two and then I'd lay down and sleep the last hour with him. I mean, those were such amazing days. And I could not believe how much I got done in two hours. Like it's Mm -hmm. astonishing the focus. Like when you know that you've only got this much time, the amount of you can get done is crazy. Um, And so I I just really protected that, that stuff. Like, you know, other moms would want to get together and do stuff. And I would be like, no, I, this is, this is how I have to really do my life. Um, And then it just got more so, when my daughter was born. Yeah. So, yeah, you just really learn that you have to protect that bit of time.
1: I've talked to multiple moms that say becoming a mom actually made them better at time management and made them get more done. We always joke, like, before I had kids, why wasn't my house spotless? Why didn't I run for president? Like, I had all this time to do all this stuff. And now, and then you don't really realize that until you have kids. And then you really do take that time that you do have and you can get so much done and you yeah. just really hone in. I think there's also something
0: about, did you work before you had kids where you, did you work out of the house before you I, had
1: yeah, kids? Yeah,
0: I did. And there was something about that, that I mean, I live in Toronto and the cost of childcare is crazy. I mean, it's yeah. just madness. Mm. And so I could go back to work and my salary would pay for childcare and I would be doing a job that I didn't love. Like I loved writing or I could figure out writing and be home with my kids, not make any money for a number of years, <laughs> but it didn't matter. Cause you, you know, we weren't, we, you know, like I, I was home and looking back at it, like I said, my kids are teenagers and I, how old are your kids,
1: Kelly? They are three and five.
0: Oh yeah. You are in it. You are in it. You will be it. My yep. And you will be look back and you'll be like, that was a force of will. Like it's a crazy force of will to decide to make hay out of this situation. And you did it. I mean, a podcast, a children's book, a Facebook group. Like you are, you're, you're absolutely doing it. And it just feels like your life right now, but you're going to look back at it and you're going to be like, whoa, look at me. (laughs) I hope so.
1: (laughs) I know it'll get easier, uh, but I'm trying to do. I'm trying to do the best I can now. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, like somebody told me, and it was one of the things you said when we just started talking about how um, you could have a bath or you could like have, do your hair and make makeup. You couldn't couldn't be clean and beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) beautiful.
1: (laughs) No, no. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) But like someone told me, it's like, you can have a clean house, your kids cared for and something else like do your job or whatever, but you can't Mm -hmm. have all three. Mm-hmm. Pick two, pick one on any given day. And I and I do think it's that kind of flexibility too. Like mm-hmm. understanding that every day is not going to look the same, but you're going to adjust because you have this goal.
1: I always say do things intentionally, do things on purpose. If you like have a certain goal in mind, if you want to write a book or really start anything – that actually takes time and you just can't, it just won't fall into place. Like nothing falls into place, but it's not just going to happen. You know, you can't wait. You cannot wait until your kids are 18 years old to decide, okay, now is the time I'm going to start my life. Cause you're going to miss out on so much um, muscle, like this muscle that we're, I mean, I'm way lazier
0: than I was when I, when my kids were, you know, I think about those days at the park, you know, that were these all on marathon days that were just day after day after day. And now, you know, now my kids don't want to go anywhere. <laughs>
1: Probably better than like. Come on, come with
0: me. Yeah, it is the the that that muscle that you're forming here at this when the kids are this age and when things really are this hard, like it's so hard. Like that muscle, that'll last you a long, long time.
1: I'm just excited to see as I grow as a mom because I, I, you know, on the podcast I try to help other moms and be like, you can do it. You know, I'm rooting you on. Here's advice on how to do it. Then I have some days where I just have a meltdown. And honestly, I'm like, what am I doing? How am I giving them advice when I'm having a meltdown today? And I don't even know if I can do it. But weirdly enough, doing this also help helps me, you know, or I'll talk to a guest or I'll talk to one of my friends that like, hey, remember when you said this? Make sure you make time for yourself too and do this and do that and don't just pour out to everybody else and not remember like. What you're doing? is there any like specific advice that you would give to uh, a mom say a mom will contact you and be like, you've written over 50 books and you have children. how I have an idea in my head, I want to start writing a book or I want to you know dive after this creative endeavor um, what what advice would you give them on you know, even with kids following your goals and knowing that you're you know just because you're a mom and you have little kids that you can't become an author or you can't do this. So what would you tell them?
0: So I, like, I, one one thing I've always said is you've got to lower your expectations on, on just about everything, right? Like you Like, you're not going to be the Instagram mom and the Instagram mm-hmm. entrepreneur and the Instagram wife. Like, you can't do all of those things. You really yeah. can't. And I would advise you currently, unless it's making you a million dollars, to stop trying right? Like yeah. it will destroy you. It'll destroy you. Um, I used to say that like when people ask like, what was the secret to, to trying to write books and have small kids? And I would say bagged salads, like, yeah, <laughs> got to buy yourself some bagged salads, and call it, <laughs> throw some rotisserie chicken on that. And you're welcome family. <laughs> That's the, so funny. <laughs> the other thing I would say is, um, you know, kids and families, they, it goes in waves and, and I, you know, Kelly, you might be in the wave where your kids only want you and your husband's like, well, I guess I'll go play video games or golf or whatever. And you're both like simmering with resentment, but also a little bit like, yes, that's right. They're mine. They're my babies. They're my, you know, like, this is our thing. Right. And it changes, it will change. Like kids, like they, my kid, I remember, I remember when it had, like, we were on this vacation and suddenly they wanted nothing to do with me and I'm walking behind the three of them. (laughs) It's like, what just happened here? But like that, that will change. Like they will not want you quite as much. And, and I, I hope that everybody listening has a really supportive partner. Um, I know that so many of us don't, um, but lean in on that, like lean on your partner, like this, this whole mental load thing that moms have going, we've got to start, we've got to shed that earlier than say like 47, which is where I'm at. You know, like your partner needs to be in charge of filling out the forms for school, you know, like designate or delegate some of those tasks for real. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, lower expectations, lean on your partner. And then my recent one is, um, I have a teenage kids, my daughter, and then my son both got into the musical Hamilton. Mm, Love Hamilton. Yeah. So we're watching all the interviews with Lin-Manuel Miranda, who is just a genius, a a personable, kind, smart genius. And he was talking about how he'd figured out some song on the subway ride to a party. And he walked into the party and he said, happy birthday to whoever he had to say happy birthday to. And then he left because he was like, I got to go write this song. And if you're in a creative life, I believe in discipline and I believe in schedules, but sometimes the magic happens at two o'clock in the morning, or sometimes the magic happens when you're about to go to a party or some, you know, like, and, and when that magic happens, I've, I've been guilty of like, Oh, I'll deal with, I'll, you know, I can, that's a great idea. I'll work on it later, but it's never quite the same. So when the magic happens, respect that enough to make that important in the moment, right? Like take the time to do whatever you need to do around that. The party will wait. The going to the park will wait for a few minutes. Like anything, like just prioritize that when it happens because it is pretty rare in terms of being creative when you're going on you know, limited sleep and (laughs) and kids bring home whatever from kindergarten every day.
1: Uh, Right. That's something so good to hear. Like that some probably some people even listening like need to hear, you know, because you always especially when you're just doing it. Um, maybe you're not making any money off, you know, your writings or whatever you're doing. So it's always kind of on the back burner. Like, well, I'll get to this when I have time when you really need to, you really need to prioritize it and put it up with your important things, you know, call it your, your work, call it whatever, keep it, keep it up there because if you don't, it's just always going to be this little hobby in the back and you're never going to fully yeah. get the time you want to give to it or the time that it deserves.
0: Yeah. If you treat it like a hobby and nothing's, there's nothing wrong with hobbies, but if if this is something that you're passionate about and, and have a secret unsayable thing about how you want to make it, make money with it. I mean, I feel like that's sort of like almost a guilty, like we're not supposed to talk about that. Like we're supposed to, Oh, we're, you know, we're staying home moms, but we do this other thing. Well, no, you know, I make money from this. This has gotta be a priority. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like we don't, particularly at the beginning when it's very new um, and particularly for people who don't have a supportive husband or supportive family, like it can feel like this kind of shameful, easy thing to put away. And I just encourage you not to.
1: I want to ask, do you have, of course you do, but what's your next book coming out? <laughs> um, so the, the my next Molly Fader book, I'm actually
0: working on the premise right now, but I'm very excited about it. It's like... Um, it's a, the same sort of dual timeline where two sisters find out something about their mom. I love that. And I, yeah. I do really, really love that. Um, they find out something about their mom and it changes their lives. And one of the things that they find out about their mom, the other timeline is 1980s uh, New York City. Ooh. yeah. So it's, it's like a bit Studio 54. It's a bit gritty Greenwich Village. So there's a lot going on. Yeah. I'm really excited
1: about it. Oh, I'm really excited about it too. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Is that do you think that'll come out next year? Uh, I have no idea actually. Okay. I haven't it hasn't gotten that far in the process. Okay. <laughs> I'm already like pre-ordering it in my head. So
0: <laughs> I appreciate that so much.
1: Oh, man. Well, is there anything else that you want to say or add or say anything to any moms listening? Anything else that you'd like to say before well, we...
0: Kelly, I'm it? just so delighted to be here and I wish you all the luck. And if there's anything I can ever do to help support, I creator moms need need more support. And I'm here here to help you help them.
1: Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, Okay. And everybody can go find all your books, probably anywhere books are sold. Pretty much.
0: Yeah. Anywhere books are sold. You can find Molly Fader books, Molly O'Keefe books. And then if you're looking for something dirtier, M. O'Keefe is out there as well.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'll put that in the show notes you can click on. (laughs) Oh, well, again, thank you so much for talking to me today. It's been a really wonderful conversation and I'm just after reading your books, you know, it's, I'm honored to talk to you. It's exciting. And I'm excited to um, talk to the people in my book club Thursday. I can be like, Oh, so when I was talking to Molly, on Monday, you know, <laughs> <a little> she's... <laughs> if you have any other questions, I'll email her
0: by <laughs> no. all means, by all means. It's been a pleasure, Kelly. Thank yes. you.
1: Thank you so much. Don't forget to connect with me online on Instagram at Moms Who Create Podcast or on Facebook at, you got it, Moms Who Create Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you guys next week.